Yo, yo, what it do? Blizz D, homie. I'm hanging out with the Misfits on the Who They Want podcast. If you ain't here, you ain't about it. Blizz D, homie. Yo, 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 you already know what it is, what it be, what it ain't. But what it really is. This is Psychedelic Chilling with the Misfits on Who They Want podcast. This is a little riddle. What it is, this your boy Captain Capo Grown on standby for the run by with the Misfits on Who They Want podcast. You ain't about it if you ain't here. So stay tuned. Grown. Yo, 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 this is FP3 chilling with the Misfits on Who They Want podcast. The one and only. Stay tuned. What's up, y'all? This is Lady Tasha, better known as the Duchess. And you already know I'm rocking with the Misfits on a Who They Want entertainment podcast show. And don't forget, go and download everything Entertainment Expo app and get blocked in or bow down. Steady, are you ready? Mm. Steady, are you ready? Mm. Steady, are you ready? Mm. Oh, man. I can't wait to be who they want. open this show up with um after this show i'm gonna have a talk with the producer because the intro that was supposed to be played wasn't technically the intro that i just played during this show but anyway ladies and gentlemen <laughs> welcome back to the internationally known podcast show that does everything that they don't you're now tuned into the award-winning who they want podcast show you know sponsored by the great everything entertainment expo as you know i got the misfits crew starting with lady tasha aka the duchess ceo of everything entertainment expo hey everybody what's going on tonight how's everybody doing out there hump day is over right <laughs> almost over. <laughs> exactly you know we've been busy hump ain't nobody been humping around tasha we don't do that yeah. <laughs> You did, but we got my man a hundred grand always ready to be on the stand. My man Kyle E, host of On the Brain Entertainment Podcast, as well as A for Able Podcast, is in the building, master editor of Who They Want Podcast. Guys, uh, how's it going, everybody? Good, uh, good evening, good morning, good night, all that good stuff. Absolutely, <laughs> and I'm um, of course, it wouldn't be a Who They Want podcast show without Mr. Who They Want himself, DJ Steady. Are you ready? Because I'm always ready for an entertaining show when it comes to going live with the Who They Want crew. So welcome, welcome, welcome to all you tuning in and to those of you that listen from any of the audio platforms. We'd like to send a hello and a thank you for tuning in to you as well. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> So what's going on in the study files? Let's talk about Chris Cuomo today, huh? What's going on? What you got? What you Chris got in the Cuomo. news? Oh God, what a oh y'all didn't hear about him? No, what's on the news? Give us the news. Please break it down to me. 
first of all, CNN let him go permanently. Wow. Well, they said they suspended him indefinitely. So, I mean, what the hell that mean, right? Yeah, that means he done. <laughs> he done. And the reason why, because he got caught snooping around, digging in the case, um, talking to witnesses um, that's, you know, um, filing the charges against his brother, which I understand because that's his brother. So he's going to ride and die for his brother, but mm. he just got caught. Mm-hmm. He got caught because supposedly he was going back and forth with one of the um, with one of the alleged victims, supposedly, and I don't know. Anybody want to chime in and correct me if I'm wrong? And the message got back. He sent the message like, "Yo, yo, I got a tip on um, something." It was just crazy, and it got back to CNN that you know he was you know he was snooping around. Um, hold on a second here. Oh, Lord, have I? Ray Ray! I see you! Ray Ray just chimed in on the block. Okay. Ray Ray! I mean, really? So, Coco? Sorry, y'all. Y'all hear my dog. Coco, she's a misfit, too, by the way. Absolutely. I told you all day. You didn't answer. You had me worried. Anywho. Um, no, and Luana, we uh, not yet. We didn't watch it, so we do know our homework. Um, <laughs> Likewise. But um, anywho, yeah. So Chris Cuomo. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about that? He's trying to help his brother out, which I do understand. Okay. But uh, is that evidence tampering? What's going on there? Evidence tampering. They're tampering with the witness or intimidating the witness. Yeah, that that right, that right there. That's illegal. Right. Yeah. And, um, right. 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 But you know, I mean, he ride or die until he for his brother until he rode out of a job. <laughs> right. That loyalty card was definitely on the stand there. Absolutely. You know, look, Luana. Okay. Yes, I did watch it. I am familiar with it. Luana want to know that we watch it. She yes, said, yes, we are. She's yes, one from the block. Yes, Absolutely. so we're ready tomorrow. So you come on, we're ready tomorrow. Absolutely, we'll be ready. So, yeah, and it says here to quote from the Washington Post real quick that the documents show that while Cuomo had informed his bosses of the broad contours of his aide to former Governor Andrew Cuomo, he had failed to loop them in on more damning details how he had used his powerful network perch to try to sniff out intel about the woman who had accused his brother of sexual harassment or the mm-hmm. plans of other news organizations oh, to, to okay. publish stories about him mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. i had heard about the i had heard about the accusation and that's you know and and that's about it i heard about that a few uh, a few a uh, few nights ago i had seen that the tape of him saying that he basically didn't do it, but then also saying that, you know, the, the, the woman saying that she did do it and that he did do it and also giving detail. Um, oof. Now, here's the thing, like I said, he rider, he rode, he was riding for his brother, mm-hmm. you know, and I, you know, I love the Cuomo's, they from my hood, you know what I'm saying? They from Jamaica mm-hmm. Queen. Okay. Um, but, uh, I mean, when is, what is the line, what is the line cross? You know, now Good he has question. To- you know, and and he did it in a way that you know, because what he what we see from him on CNN, you know, basically, you know, like him and Don Lemon and all them, you know, they just like, you know, good peop- 
people following along ethics, morals, or whatever. You understand right. what I'm saying? So now for him to turn around and do something like this, it's like, and then the way he went about it, he was like, yo, yo, I got the lead. <laughs> you understand? Like, that, so like, that right there just makes it seem like he's, he's, you know, he's trying to keep something from getting out. And that, that, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, he right intervened and, and used his power. That's why they said he used his power as a chief news anchor to kind of step in right. front of whatever the media was going to release in his apparent documents to right. kind of, you know, kind of butter it up as a brother, like Tasha has been saying in the whole questioning of the discernment. Like, he's been trying to cover it up. He didn't feel like we're going to get all derogatory about whatever these allegations are against my brother. You know, he's going to play the Nino Brown effect. He's going to be my brother's keeper. <laughs> which we know we often will play that card. So we all can't sit here and pass judgment on this man, I feel like. Yeah, because yeah. in the situation, you know, when blood is sticking in water, or however the scenarios you want to layer that mm -hmm. out in that sense, right. I don't personally feel like he was wrong. I mean, to be suspended when your job's on the line, that's just job. They're doing what they have to do as a brand, as a network to deal with that situation. But I feel like his intentions were to protect his brother until we get to the bottom of this complete allegations. Absolutely. And that's where I stand. That's why I, I, I totally agree. But on the other hand, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's always going to be a but. Okay. All right. You want to protect your brother, and your brother knows that you are his keeper and you ride and die. But I'm quite sure your brother knows how hard you work for your career. Do you get what I'm saying? Right. So where do we use, we got to put our extra thinking cap on. He did what he had to do as a journalist. You know what I'm saying? He found out, you know, information that can help his brother. But, all right, we got to put that extra thinking cap on. How can this affect me? He, this man got a whole family. You get what I'm saying? He got right. in college. You know right. what I'm saying? So how's that gonna that it's gonna so like now it's a domino effect that's gonna trickle down to affect other people too. You know what I'm saying? And then they might not even use the evidence no more because the way it was obtained. So all of this for what? It's circling back. So now what? Absolutely, which you will know, ultimately you know, lead to him probably being fired altogether. The income is gone and the evidence still not gonna get used. Right. So that's all I'm saying. I'm all for riding for the brother and everything. I, Ray Ray after 12, my only living brother I got left. I ride for him too. But Ray Ray, honey, okay? <laughs> Unless it's life or death with you, I'm not walking away from a, a seven-figure job. <laughs> seven-figure, sheesh. You feel me? At that point, that was an executive decision. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to know before I do that. And if I know my job can be online, because he had to know that he could have got in trouble for that. I will have to just think it through. And I don't know how hard or how long it will take me to think it through to come with my decision. Like, okay, I have to fall back from, you know, that, you know, that particular, you know, way I want to help my brother out. But um, definitely, <laughs> I will have to um, put some thought into it, you know, and just think how. You know, everybody thinks about what's current, what's there in the present, how it, it can help the present situation out. But nobody thinks about what could it cause in the long run. You understand what I'm saying? Or what Agreed. questions or what, you know, issues. And now, well, look, this man, I'm quite sure he can go somewhere else and find a job. But I mean, you know, now how hard is that going to be? Wherever else he goes, are they going to be looking at him? You know, now, you know, he's tampering. Of course. Well, evidence, now you know everybody saying? knows about it. Right, everybody knows about it, you know. It's so, high profile media coverage. This is not exactly, gonna be, you know, 
Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be something you could just you could just push under the rug. You know? mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I I love the Cuomo's. I really really do. And stuff, saying. but you know, um, and just like and this is listen now. Let's talk about Andrew, okay? Andrew, I get what he's saying. You know, some people are just affectionate like that. Um, some people get comfortable around people, you know, to hug and kiss. And me personally, I hate to sit up there and say that, okay, them females are lying, you know, because I will never want to be in their shoes. You know, understand what I'm saying? To have mm-hmm. somebody just say I'm lying. But however, you know, like I said, I, I, I it's not like we haven't seen him, I guess, affectionate and real close and personal with other people in public. He ain't gonna sexual harass other people in public on purpose, right? Right. You know, all of these pictures was all these pictures they were shown was taken around people and stuff. You know, so I mean he's not I'm quite sure that he's not dumb enough to purposely go and try to sexual harass somebody and for he knows there's gonna be cameras and stuff. But however he's another one. Okay. He has to think of like what he had at stake. You know what I'm saying? You you, you governor Cuomo. You can you gotta hold back on your affection, you know what I'm saying? Because you don't know people could take that the wrong way, or even if they're not taking it the wrong way and they genuinely knew that it was very innocent, look now what they doing to him. You understand right. what I'm saying? They're trying to hold it against him. Well, so according, I mean, to the, according to the the woman that that it happened, that it was that was you know, with, with the with these accusations, she was saying that he was cupping her breast, like, and I'm not and I'm not thinking that if if she was saying it like that, mm-hmm. he didn't have permission to do it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and even if and even if he at, at any point did, that right there is also a risk because you're constantly being you're constantly being looked at. You're mm-hmm. constantly being and and let's and 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 I don't want to just pull the old man card, but but he comes from a whole different time where a lot of that stuff was just swept under the rug anyway. And they would use that as a reason to, you know, to put someone else's job on the line, especially if you were, especially if you were a woman, let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's just, let's just face facts. The man had all, you know, the man had all of how, mm-hmm. right. So it, so I look at it. So I look at it like this. If he did do it, it was a power. It was him using, it was him using his power. If he didn't do it, then that's obviously her. Then that's obviously her, you know, lying. And then we're just going to get this whole other thing after that. But with everything that's been going on in just the past in in just the past decade or so, you you have to keep you have to take these. You you can't just take these things and just say, oh, they're making this up. You know, I say investigate every possible. Exactly. Angle. You know, I want them to look into with a fine tooth comb. Yes. All of these victims and mm-hmm. see if there's anything possible that they have to gain by my, if, you know, by him, you know, being um, charged on um, these charges being up against them. Right. You understand what I'm saying? If there's anything that they are, they have to gain like positions, monies, if somebody paid them, you understand what I'm saying? That's Absolutely. what I want them. Thanks. But on the other side, you also have to think about what is it, you know, what is it about him if they, you know, if he did, if he didn't do it, but what is the possibility? What if, what are they going to do with the possibility that he did? Then what? But if he did, he did. But, you know, like I said, I mean, 
Fine, they can investigate that because they've been investigating it. You know, then they investigated enough to where they, you know, he stepped down. But now, you know, I want all sides to be investigated. I want the people yeah. who actually accused him to be looked into. Okay, see who they've been associated with. You know, who they've been talking to, what they've been offered, if anything. Hello. They have the game. <laughs> you you got to get both sides of the story. Right. Exactly. It's only fair. It's only fair in political warfare. Right. <laughs> and I'm sorry, I'm already thinking that he did it. Just based on that tape, but I'm but I'm already thinking that he did it. That's just my that's just my that's just my outlook on things. That's it. Listen, a man is a man. People are human are humans. You know what I'm saying? Let's say hypothetically, and then we get into I guess that okay, he did have some sexual encounters with these women. All right. Now who's to say that they wasn't really with it? You understand what I'm saying? Right. I'm gonna call it the Bill Cosby effect at this point. But now, you know what I'm saying? They're playing the victim card. They wasn't with it because they got something to gain. That's all I'm saying. So it happened to Bill Cosby. Um, look how months, a year, what, a year or two later, they found out, oh, all this was just pig wash and we right. just had to get it out of there. Well, <laughs> I, I think he just got all of it. I mean, I'm just saying it depends. Yeah. Out yeah. of 100, he probably encountered with maybe 15, 20, somewhere in there. He got a number now. We're, sure. But we're yeah. not the judge here who they want because that's not going to be going to I know. Governor Cuomo, let me tell you. Andrew Cuomo, he, I always thought he's a very fine, attractive, sexy man. He was smashing it. He was getting it. You understand what I'm saying? That's no doubt. You have no doubt he was a bachelor. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. It so, comes with the territory. I mean, you know? Females, Absolutely. I don't care how old you are. Females wasn't going to resist that. And plus, he was a man in power, too, that can help them step up. So that's why I want to see what they was able to gain, either by being in his corner or turning on him. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, real quick before, like I said, we're getting ready to move into our interview segment of the show. But um, real quick, I just want to say thank you, Spotify, for the uh, achievement they've been presenting to podcasters as well as artists. Okay. They, um who They Want podcast has been again acknowledged for the whole internationally known. This time, shout out to Italy. I want to give a shout out to the listeners in Italy for being a big support system for the Who They Want podcast show. All right. And um, apparently, guys, our show is um being loved for being streamed between 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. So well, we carry people through their work hours. Yeah. <laughs> So I just want to give them an. I just want to acknowledge that, and you know, thank everybody who has contributed to podcasting mm-hmm. world and so forth and so forth. We're not going to get into the politics and debates when it comes to that, but I just want to send a sincere gratitude. Thank you to everyone, and um, I'm going to introduce our guest of the evening. If you caught last night's segment where we interviewed with Mr. Ralph, I think it's Celest- Celestine. Celestine, I'm gonna say it. Mm-hmm. If I'm saying it correctly, okay. <laughs> right. But again, so we've been working on our, um, covering our basis of the everything entertainment world. So we've had the pleasure of this week of sitting down with some directors and screenwriters and filmmakers and making, you know, prestigious, prestigious urban filmmaking. I'm going to say it as that. You dig? Mm-hmm. So today's guest will be Brent is a Chicago native. You dig? South side of Chicago and has been in the film game for quite a while. So we're going to bring Mr. King B to our forefront and we're going to let the Duchess and Kyle and along with myself, of course. But, you know, I just like the Duchess's journalism and stuff like that, as well as Kyle's sincere questions. And we're going to make this show pop. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. King B. Hey, King B. How are you? 
We can't see you, no, we can hear you. Mic check one, two, one, two. Mr. Guest, are you present with us in the studio? We have no audio. We got no audio and no. All right. Duchess, stop looking like that, Duchess. I see that. <laughs> difficulties. King B, mic check. Come on, check. One, two, one, two. King B. All right, ladies and gentlemen, please pardon the interruptions while I take care of this technical issue. Cal and Tasha, give them a brief moment of a topic or something. <laughs> so what's going on down there in Florida? What you been doing with the hands? Did you bring the oils with you? Um, some were already here when I got here. Um, look at that. Now look at that. So you got oils and <laughs> you, you got oils meeting you, waiting family, on you. No, my family, you know, we're, you know, a lot of us are big on the, oil, uh, big on the oils and then, you know, in the medicinal uses for them anyway. So really, like I said, I, I've had a cold, I've had a cold the past couple of days. So I'm yeah. trying to just, you know, I'm trying to get over it. You know, I'm trying to get over that at least before I, you know, before I go back home. You know? Right, right. So at this point, yeah, I was feeling a little itchy around the throat last night myself. I was like, "Oh God, please!" I was a little sore. I was like, "I please, I hope I'm not getting sick." Yeah, cold and flu season came in already with with uh with with something because some of my family members are 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 sick back home, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, it's here! It's here! It's here in the U.S." Oh, that yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, what I'm not worried. Say? I'm not worried about the Omicron. I'm not worried about Omicron. the Omicron. I'm just worried. Right now, it's common cold in my case. You know what I'm saying? Um, but as far as no, yeah, but they found the case. They got we got our first case did. in New York and um San Francisco in the U.S. Yeah, but they did. But they also did say that the you know that the person is recovering. So, but yes, you know, it's something. It's something to look out for. They also let you know. They also let you know that this person had been vaccinated. He was, mm-hmm. you know, days away from getting a booster. <laughs> um, but hey, I'm just glad that I'm just glad that they're doing okay as far as as far mm-hmm. as we know right now, you know. Right. But yeah, like Omicron, like I'm worried, but not as worried, you know, not as worried because it is still cold and flu season, you know what I'm saying? So that's my oh, thing. Boy. It kind of derailed some of my plans I had while I was over here, but I was able to get some work done. So and hang mm-hmm. out with some plans what's up what did you have planned i was hanging out with my i was hanging out with my with my aunt and my you know and my sister while because the reason why we we came down here in the first place was to you know was to chill out with my aunt who couldn't make it for thanksgiving this year Mm -hmm. and also this will be like one of the you know like one of those trips i get to take with my sister before um she has her baby so that's, you know, so that was the whole, that was the whole plan on my, on my side of things. She calls me one day and she's like, Hey, you want to go to, you want to go to Florida to visit TT? I'm like, yeah, let's go. You know? So. Oh, you call your aunt TT too? We call her TT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. She's, yeah. She's awesome. She's awesome. So we're here just visiting her and her, and her, uh, and her boyfriend, who's also a client of mine. So. You know, so we're just, you know, so we're just chilling over here. But while we were over here, while I think we might have carried something with us and not know because mm. that, like, because day two of us being here, we, we started with the scratchy, scratchy throat. 
and then it just turned into, you know, it just turned into a cold. I'm coughing for like a couple of days straight and, you know, having the, got the oils, got the oils on my chest, the Vicks on my chest, all that, you know, all that stuff, new school and old school remedies up in here. So, <laughs> Um, the only thing I did not do was I wasn't like taking any crazy medication or anything like that for it. So, but and now and you it isn't allergies because allergies sometimes can act like a cold and feel like in it. my case, um, my allergies are seasonal. Um, and my and my sister and I caught it at the same time, and then we find out later on that our family, you know, like our family back home, they caught something too shortly after Thanksgiving. So mm. I'm not thinking it's allergies. Um, it seemed like a bit, it seemed like a regular, you know, just a regular cold to me. But today I was, you know, I, I just wanted to just chill in bed. And then I had to, re I remembered I had some work to do for, um, for the podcast before tonight. Mm -hmm. So, so I was like, okay, let me get that done. Cause I'm starting to feel a little better. And I'm, you know, I was able to enjoy some of the sunshine because it's been a constant 70 to 78 degrees lately, mm. you know? And I'm, and here I and here I am with a cold, only being able to enjoy it some of the time, <laughs> while my sister's out there having meetings out in the sun, you know. So <laughs> yeah. Now, did you hear that Trump? Trump tested positive for COVID two days before he started. Two days the before that debate, yeah. Right. Uh huh. Hello. 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 Yeah, right, we finally right. got it to work. We finally got it to work. What's happening, y'all? What's hey, good? What's good? Mr. I'm, King B, how are you? I'm cool. I'm cool. How y'all feeling? Fantastic. Thank Fantastic. you. Fun. Thanks for joining us tonight. Hey, no problem. Thanks for uh, inviting me on the show. No problem. My pleasure to have you here. Are we going to get to see you or your camera can't be enabled? Well, see, I'm in the studio right now and there's no actual camera on the computer. So, yeah, this is the best we can do. I got you. That's okay, fine. So That's get, fine. Okay, so we get radio voice for tonight. Got you. Right. Yeah, so you get the audio. The audio is cool, but you don't see the picture. That's all. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. So let's get into it. What's happening? What's happening? What are we doing? So you from Chi-Town, huh? Born and raised Southside. What's up? Born and raised in Chi-Town, Southside, Chicago. What was that like coming up? Um, Southside, Chicago is the best 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 city in the world i don't care what anybody says um you know i'm not gonna front i love chicago but go ahead yeah, I'm man. New York. hey i like new york too you know what i'm saying Wait, I, well, I it, been brothers there. and sisters chicago and new york yeah you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying we do our thing you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but um um growing up is great in chicago um i know that we get a lot of press on on tv and they sensationalize certain things and blah 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 but mm -hmm. of course they you do. know what i'm saying Summertime shy when Kanye raps about summertime shy, that's that's a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, it's one of the best places. The only thing I, I don't like, well, the major thing I don't like is the snow. Oh, yeah, they get hella snow out there in Chi Town. I can mm -hmm. tell you that it can't get a little a little white out here, so you know, but a just little not bit. every year. <laughs> well, no, not every year. Sometimes it's, Detroit in the snow, y'all get more than snow. So that's sometimes now. Sometimes, um, we don't even have uh snow on the ground on Christmas sometimes. Uh -huh. So it depends. It depends. We'll have a good year, and then we'll have a bad year, and then we'll have a warm year, and then we'll have a cold year. You know, it's it's off. You never know with Chicago. Gotcha. Okay. So born and raised in Chicago and everything. So, um, 
Um, you're a film director, a film uh, and actor, correct? Because I think I caught a couple of some parts of your film, and I think I seen you doing some acting. Is that correct? Yeah, that's me. That's okay, me. That's awesome. what we do. That's what we do. I mean, I've been acting longer than I've been directing. The directing is um, the newer thing, you know what I'm saying? But it's not a newer thing. It's been, you know, some years I've been doing that. But, you know, I was acting for at least um, maybe five, six years before um, I started directing and got behind the camera. Just because I realized that the people who had the power was not us, you know, tap dancing in front of the camera, but, you know what I'm saying, the people behind the scenes. And so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. make the power and the money and that's like that i think in any industry even though yeah. um, like the entertainment industry with singers and stuff and rappers right. who likes more behind the scenes and stuff those are the ones that's making the money and making the power moves right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you know and then you know some people want to you know you got a lot of actors that take whatever roles because you know that's what's available to them but they really want to tell other stories and that was me i wanted to tell other stories so in order to do that you know i had to pick up the pen i had to you know um go do what i got to do you know what i'm saying so i wrote it no one um you know we didn't make any deals off the writing so i said okay well i'm a direct and then you know just springboard it from there mm-hmm. you didn't make any you didn't make any deals off the writing nah well you know i did one i did one movie and it, it was cool but the thing about it was it was kind of like a gangster movie and the industry mm-hmm. was moving past gangster movies at that time uh, and so it wasn't something that they were looking to do yeah. um, again at that particular time. So it wasn't the movie. It was the genre that they were moving past. So, you know, oh. and I wasn't going to keep writing stuff, trying to catch up with their genre. I'm just going to say, hey, well, let's go produce our own stuff. So actually, I haven't even done that script. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? As a director. So um, we moved on. I did a soap opera um, to start off and then moved into film. Um, after going to PBS and, and doing our thing over there. What soap well. opera did you, did you do? I had a soap opera called Temptations. Um, you know what I'm saying? We did that on cable. And then um, I have a show called, well, I had a show called Raw Fusion, which is now a podcast. But, um, you know, I had the show Raw Fusion, and that's the one that ended up going to PBS, and we did that for a stint as well. Awesome sauce. I think well, I had a that at some point. Was the writing um just something um that came naturally to you or did you have to go to school for it? Nah, I've been writing since I was in like third grade, something like that. You know what I'm saying? With writing with short stories, all you had to do was um and then you know, I've been acting since I was like first grade. So okay. you know, it, it's just um you know, converting it into a screenplay instead of doing like a novel style, which right. is a completely different style, and you have to you know, you have to know what it is to make um, uh, a book into uh, a movie or a screenplay. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's completely different because there's some narrative things, you know, that mm-hmm. you can do in a book that you can't do in uh, on a TV show or a movie. Right. Or it's, it's really boring, right? So it's all about knowing how to tell a story in the different genres. And, you know, I study film. I still study film. Actually, on Clubhouse, we have a group. We meet every Wednesday. I'm excuse me, every Tuesday now, um, at 7 p.m. Central, and we pick a movie. It's like a book club, but we do movies and we dissect movies Mm. in our club. So, I I study this for real. You know what I'm saying? Never went to school per se for it, but you really don't have to. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. School is cool, but school is not going to teach you how to be creative. 
is just going to take teach you how to create. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's going to I teach you all the technical stuff. Experience is the best teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would it, it would teach you all the technical stuff, but it's mm-hmm. not going to teach you how to be creative. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have a uh, Do you have a favorite genre? Yeah. I like gangster movies. I don't, I don't know if that's my favorite, but I do like gangster movies. Um, just not 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 even my own. Just you know, off top, uh, I like psychological thrillers. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And then I like old school, you know, films as well. I've been watching the um, Alfred Hitchcock Presents for the last ah. few days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found it nice. on Roku TV, so I go back. You know what I'm saying? So I'm I'm a real student of this. Oh, go yeah, you to, go back and, and watch yeah. some classics. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there's some people, a lot of people running around here talking about their filmmakers and they're just in it for the money or they just came in the game. And that's cool. We all had to start somewhere, but you also have to go back and study your history or study the history of film, at least, in order to really be official in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I'm saying? And right. I think it shows up in people's work as well. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, sure enough, dude. So... Um, you have some um, projects that you um, worked on. Actually, you got one that you currently work on um, called um, Mental Health. Is that correct? Yeah, it's mental. Mental the movie, the the, the road to uh, mental health. We're doing a, a fundraiser now. This one is, is is really near and dear to my heart because I I've done narratives, um, you know, scripted narratives uh, up until this point, and this is going to be a little bit different. But you know, there's a lot of people suffering from. Um, you know, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. And the more I'm, you know, anytime you do a film, you have to do research into the topic that you're doing. Yes. And the more I delve into this, I'm finding that people that I knew went through uh, mental health issues or had a friend or a loved one who went through it. And it's just amazing how we have um, neglected to talk about this thing until the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, we're going to get in there. We're doing a fundraiser right now because movies cost money. So, you know, if you go to GoFundMe.com slash mental the movie, you can donate. Um, we're going to get this money up and we're going to probably start shooting hopefully in the spring of next year. Awesome. So well, what is the casting going to look like for that? Like, what are you looking in for, like, the type, different type of characters and stuff? Now that I can't tell you. Can't tell me? Okay, I like. Okay, yeah. <laughs> even, though, even though we're trying to help people, you know, um, there's certain things that we because we, it's going to be different. It's going to be a different kind of movie. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there's certain things that we we shouldn't say mm-hmm. until um, until we are at least already shot it. Right. Uh, because what we don't want to do is give people the idea to go do it the way we're going to do it. I mean, uh, by all means, talk about it in your own voice. Right. But to try to mimic my voice. Before I had the chance to speak, is something that I'm not gonna, not gonna, not gonna allow. I respect that. Respect. <laughs> got you. Got you. Totally got you. So now, um, it, now as far as your influences and stuff, because uh, you said you've been acting since you was young, and you um, you've been since um, first grade, writing since third grade. Um, what can you remember going back further um to that time, like? Who was some of your greatest, the greatest inspirations to you that actually like, 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 hey, this is what I want to do. When you, once you was looking at, um, <clears throat> I'm looking at how they was doing things as far as acting and writing. Not, not really, because um, I never thought I was going to do it. I thought I was going to be a lawyer or a football player, which um, 
I played football and was very good at it. And then, um, you know, I went to school for uh, psychology, which I was going to, you know, that was my precursor to, you know, going to law school. But um, it wasn't until I did my first film. Right. Um, I was in music. Um, A brother by the name of No ID. You might have heard his work on. Uh, Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jay Z's um, four four four, and mm-hmm. you know um, he actually went to high school with me, and um, we were going to get to work on some music and stuff like that. And I was getting in the music industry, and I, I heard about a movie that was being done. And my objective was to go down there and talk to them about getting a song on the soundtrack, not acting. And I found out that they hadn't done um, the casting yet, so. I said, well, well, you know, what the heck? Why don't, why don't I go ahead and, you know, try it out, right? So I tried out, and the lady said, wow, you're great. So you should be in every movie that comes through Chicago. Literally, she said that. I'm just like, well, okay, hook me up. Oh, wow. So she ended up hooking me up with a young lady by the name of Sharon King, who actually casted Soul Food and some other movies. Right. And we did a film. The first day I go on set, I am working with the likes of Bernie Mac, Mm. Lisa Ray and Mel Jackson mm. first day. Um, and I, I hit the set and I said, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what I'm going to be doing. It changed my whole perspective. I, I stopped doing music as much and started focusing on film and, and TV from there. So yeah. <laughs> and congratulations on that type of move and finding your, you know, path through that. That's a phenomenal story to break the segue in. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was, so it wasn't something I was looking to do. I always loved movies. I always loved film. Um, but once I was a part of it, it was like, you know, they say that acting bug hits you. Yeah, this that was that thing was like, I, I got a hold of some crack and, and, and <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I just had to have it again. You know what I mean? It was such a wonderful experience. So, um, yeah, man, that, that's that's what actually inspired me was actually doing it. Nice. Right. So you basically you um you like doing gangsters um gangster movies and also um you know you're working on a mental health. Now is there any genre that you you refuse to do? Good question. I don't know that I refuse to do anything. I'm not a um one of the crazy parts about it is I, I've I've done uh five films. Um I've done a love story, a comedy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not really a comedy. It's more of a dramedy, right? So um <laughs> And I've worked with a lot of comedians, you know what I'm saying? Uh, so I've done other things than gangster movies. Actually, gangster movie, the gangster movie was something I wasn't going to do. Um, just to tell the story, uh, Fox was doing like a American Idol for, gang- for, for directors, right? Mm-hmm. The submission process was a five-minute piece. So I had a love story and a dramedy. Uh, the love story is called Intimate Friends. Um, the dramedy was called The Penis Dialogues, okay? Mm. So like a playoff, the vagina monologues. But, vagina monologues. Yeah, but we weren't going to have guys talking about this stuff on, you know, that wasn't what we were going to do. So we brought women, men and women, and we call it the penis dialogues, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I did this five-minute piece for the, the to, to, to qualify for the show. I don't even think they ended up doing the show at the end of the day. But before, you know, like the Intimate Friends or uh, the penis dialogues, I would put this five minute piece in front of the trailers, like what, 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 where the trailers would be. Right. Yeah. So, because I didn't have any other films coming out. So people would, I, you know, we do the screenings and, and, and so many people would say, yeah, man, that love stuff. That's cool. Yeah. 
uh, when the gangster movie coming out? <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, dude, that's the, it's a five minute movie, man. You know what I'm saying? That's it. That's that's all it is. No, nah, man, quit playing with me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When when you, you joke, when when the gangster movie coming out for real, right? So so many people, and this is back in MySpace, right? I put it on MySpace, and people kept talking about it. So so many people, you know, were talking about. It. I said, well, hmm, we may have something here, and that's what uh, that's when Roost was born as a feature film, which is now on uh, Amazon Prime, Plex, and a bunch mm-hmm. of other coming soon to Tubi and a bunch of others, like 10 or so more streaming platforms and so on. So, All right. Yeah. yeah. And I was catching a um, little part, little about that, a little of that um, on Eclipse and stuff. So, and it would look very interesting, um, you know, um, because it, it came me to feel of like, uh, it started off um, as like, um, I want to say a prostitution ring. Is that the correct way of describing that? Mm-mm. We, no. we 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 no what no well what okay well I mean because uh. I mean it was wrong I mean come on the lady said well I got some girls for you that <laughs> I mean so, I mean what that's about the girl got in the car she's like I'm about that money she says I'm about that so <laughs> <laughs> let me see how I can put this without giving it away uh, for those who want to see it I hate hate spoiling <laughs> there is a situation of prostitution but that's not really how the movie starts. Okay. Well like that. That's just a. It's just a. That is a part of it, and it comes in probably like midway through the movie, which segues into another situation. Um, but yeah, that that uh, yeah, there's some of that in there. So I had to think about that for a second. Yeah, it's a little bit, but <laughs> it's only a little bit. It's just a prelude to something else, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But you here's the killer part. You can watch that one for free, absolutely for mm-hmm. free. Mm-hmm. Um, included with a subscription in Prime, and then if you don't want to get, if you don't have Prime, you can get it on Plex. And like I said, it's coming to Tubi, so you can watch that for free. So mm-hmm. you know, you should go ahead on and, and click that play button. Absolutely. But All mind right. you, we did that one in '08. We actually right, shot right. it in '07 and put it out in '08, so it's not. It's but you the know, HD, the funny so. thing about it is when I seen that clip, right, and and I seen when it, when it was actually put out. It was actually put out, and the reason why I, I seen that clip, you know what I'm saying? So the parts with the, the if you want to call them prostitutions, ladies of the night, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> well, no, they're prostitutes, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, um, I, I've seen, you know, when that clip, it showed, it, it showed most of that. So around that time, I don't know how it was in Chicago, but I know in New York, that was like a big thing that, you know, the ladies being hired to do this and that. And uh, and, and the prostitution and stuff. So I just thought, you know, I was like, wow. I thought that maybe that's why the movie was based around that and everything. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't based on that. But you know, yeah, around that time, around this time, hey man, the game is to be sold, not told. So I ain't gonna, you know, run Mm -hmm. my mouth too fast. But you know, anybody from Chicago know what it is. Um, that's a part of uh, certain people's lifestyles or certain pockets of this community's lifestyle. And you know, I'm saying it is what it is. Y'all seen who used to hang out with Snoop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, the Magic, yeah, from Chicago. I'm sorry, go ahead. Magic, you know, you know, he used to hang out with Snoop. Magic, uh, Don Juan. Magic you know Don Juan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah you yeah. know, he used to hang out with Snoop. Uh, now I don't want to tell nobody business, but I'm just leaving it right there. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? So, um. 
was all the characters in that movie based from out of Chicago? Yeah, I think so. Um, the characters right. were, um, the actors were too, except for uh, one guy, uh, Brandon. Uh, well, that's what, I'm sorry, that's what I meant. The actors was the actors based out of yeah, Chicago. Yeah, yeah, most most everyone. Um, Brandon Hot Sauce Glover, he's he's from St. Louis, and he's now here in Chicago. Uh, the rest of them are basically Chicago actors. We had Tone Capone from WGCI here in Chicago, which is like the number one um, radio station for hip-hop and R&B. I feel like I'm on the radio saying that. Um, <laughs> uh, and he also was on a, um, the Ricky Smiley show, too. He used to do like... Uh, and they, he was actually on the Parkers, too. So um, he's in the film as well. Uh, Damn Fool. Kevin Danpool Simpson, he's, he's he did like um, the Bad Boys of Comedy, you know when Pete when when Diddy had that that whole uh, comedy show thing, so we you know we've got some Chicago notables in there as well, and it nice. just got you know even bigger from that because I have another film on uh, Amazon Prime, uh, you might have to pay three bucks for that, but it's called Hate Love. It's it's, it's my newest film. Out I was looking there. at that, yeah, I was I was checking that out. I didn't see it, but. I was checking it out and everything. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that one's more loosely based on my life, and um, yeah, we got some really big, um, you know, Chicago hitters in there from like Tiffany from the Bad Girls Club, prototype mm-hmm. uh, from the Flavor Love Show. Um, let's see, Damon Williams, who used to mm-hmm. host uh, uh, Showtime at the Apollo. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of different people in there. Below from Do or Die. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boy Wildstyle from Kush Conflict, he did like some of the tracks and also Felony from Public Announcement, uh, has some music in there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man, we got we got we shot Shot Town stood up for that that movie. So, shout yeah, out you guys the name drop out. jewels in this, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, um, what, uh, well, can you answer this? What made you come up with the um name Hate Love? Hate love. Uh, okay, so this is this is a crazy long story. Um, I'm gonna try to make it short. So I was gonna I was getting ready to do another film. I really didn't want to do a film about my life because I'm not that I'm not that guy. I'm really kind of humble. You know, I, I force myself to be on stages like this. Um, but the truth of the matter is, I was gonna do a whole another another um, play and well screenplay, and I was all ready to go, and then someone uh, that I that I really respect in the industry. Um, it was like, well, I want to see that. I want to see that script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, no, I'm finna shoot this, you know. And so the thing about it is, you know, when if you give them that script, you can't start working on it, right? Because they're they're talking about producing it, and that usually takes time. So I broke down and actually let them see the script. So I had to come up with something because I had everybody geared up to go to shoot a shoot a movie, and so mm-hmm. I came up with a story about my life, and I wanted it to be more of um showing the hate that you know you get from being successful or mm. being in the industry mm. or you know some of the hate that you get from your own peers mm. sometime in, mm. in Chicago and then I'm like but so many people are showing me love I can't leave that out either so yeah. now it's hate love you feel me so yeah mm. I'm very interested there you go two sides of the same coin mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. And that's life in general, right? So, oh yeah, um, I think everybody can resonate um, with with some of the themes of the film, even if it, if mm. the particulars aren't in their um, in their wheelhouse. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. 
So um, when you're going over the movies and everything and you have to set up um, the soundtracks, I mean, do you like, do you solicit, um, you know, material from, you know, independent artists or artists that's, you know, trying to be up and coming or you already have in mind um, who you might want to just, you know, do the whole soundtrack for you? Crazy thing about it is I had um, this girl, uh, Alexandria, mm-hmm. um, met her on Clubhouse <laughs> and one of those rooms where, you know, I don't know if you guys have been on Clubhouse, but they had these yeah. rooms, mm-hmm. excuse me, where they play, uh, you know, new music from, you know, independent artists. Heard her song was like, yo, that one would be great for this movie if you want to be a part of it. Boom, boom, boom. And she ended up making it in the movie. Um and I put out I put out a little whistle. Let's see, you know, on on, on other platforms as well. Sixty um, percent of the films of, of the music in my films, you know, I do myself, and then I open up the gate. Uh, well, I told you I started out in music, so um, I do yeah fifty to sixty percent myself, and then I open up the floodgates for, for other people as well. So you know, mm-hmm. like I said, wild style from the jump. I told him what kind of song I needed, and he was like, "Yo." Let's go, and he sent me the track, and it, it, it was absolutely phenomenal. It's the um, it's the opening music for the film, you know. Well, the the title sequence music for the film. Yeah, that's kind of funny because you just said you stepped away from music for a while to do more film, but it just seemed like everything just goes hand in hand, you know. Um, yeah, man. You know, I try to get out, but they keep pulling me. They back keep in. pulling me back in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you, were you gonna say something else? So what? So what is the what is that? And so what is that like when you're trying to get yourself into that into that field of the movie? Do you, are you are you watching scenes that you've already shot, or are you just are you you know you have music and you have music ready to you know ready to go for particular scenes? Is somebody in the is somebody in the room with you? What is that session like? Um, well, it's interesting because any filmmaker will tell you that most of the time what we do is when we're cutting film, uh, we, we put what's called a temp track in there, right? Yeah. Um, which is music that will probably never clear uh, <laughs> that um, conveys the type of feeling and energy that we want in, in a film. And then at some point we go back and replace all that music. So yeah. Yeah. that's generally how that's, how that's done. Um, it's all about a feeling to me, right? As a film watcher, right? Because I love watching films that have nothing to do with it. When you got something that just pulls you into the movie immediately, you know what I mean? You feel like you're about to go into a different world. That is, um, that's one of the biggest things for me. So the the fact that I went to film, it, music is, is a huge part of it. Um, it will always be a huge part of film. Um, you know, the dialogue, the sound effects, the, the, the look of the film, you know, all of these things play into it. So I say film is one of the, the genres that incorporates just about every form of art there is. Yeah. So it's, it's fantastic. So I still get to do my, there's even a part where I'm singing on this. In the movie. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not singing in the movie, but I use the track that I did. You use a scratch track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Well, it, it's a song that I did a long time ago, and the acapella version, which is mm-hmm. the first part of it, uh, it actually worked for the movie. So yeah. See, you can't get away from it. 
You can't get away. They won't let me go, man. That's why you never signed that Illuminati paper. What is the meaning behind all that Illuminati paper? It's more conspiracy stuff. I think it's it's BS. I've been in I've been in this industry for a long time. Now, not to say that there aren't cliques or um, certain forces and factions out there. That's Mm -hmm. very true. But a set Illuminati, eh? I haven't seen it. So, and even though my name is not necessarily. Uh, the biggest, well, most well-known name in the world. Mm-hmm. I have friends of mine who are um, exponentially more known than I am. Right. And, uh, I haven't seen it through kicking it with them, or or they haven't spoke to me about it. So I don't know. Right. Don't so know is there a particular that. screenwriter, or director, or maybe even a producer that you wouldn't mind collaborating with? Mm-hmm. Oh well, let me tell you who the best director in Hollywood is, in my opinion, F. Gary Gray. Mm. Um, we're talking about Friday. We're talking about set it off. We're talking about the negotiator. We're talking about man apart. We're talking about straight out of Compton. We're talking about fast and furious eight. This brother is phenomenal. And, um, he's probably the only director. And I mean, only director that I would write a script and pass it off and let him direct it just to see what he'd do with it. Everybody else, I'm, I feel like, even though there's some great directors, I feel like they'll change some mm. things around that shouldn't be changed. Mm. I think that um, F. Gary Gray um, is very inspiring in the same vein that, you know, I try to be. So, yeah, mm-hmm. probably him. Nice. Hmm. Well, I have, so I have... Uh, two questions because i'm all because i'm often very uh conflicted about this one saying like my some of my friends sometimes tell me that i'm a little you know i i analyze i analyze everything right yeah and when i'm watching them when i'm watching a movie and if i and if it's you know of a adapted property that i'm already very f- familiar with they're like okay look to, it's an action film or it's a, this type of film to shut your brain off <laughs> i can't stand it when i hear that term shut your brain off how do you how do you feel about that being someone who is constantly studying film? How do you how do you feel about that that phrase? Well, see, the way you go watch a movie and the way I go watch a movie is going to be totally different, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to watch for the storyline. You're going to watch for probably the acting, the plot, and all that kind of stuff. And I watch for that too. But I'm also looking at the special effects, how they did this, you know, uh, the light, the lighting, the uh, color grade. Um, the sound design, like I'm, I'm getting into a film and I'm looking for different things. Now, when they said turn their mind off, it's probably, you know, this influx of superhero movies and all this other kind of stuff, which, you know, that's cool. And, you know, why not have fantasy? Right. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, we get into a problem when you set rules in a different world Mm -hmm. and you don't adhere to your own rules Mm -hmm. right so it's cool to have a fantasy thing but okay don't set up rules in this fantasy world break them and then make it convenient for you to break those rules when you've already set those rules now that's where you have to turn your mind off and just enjoy it and i won't (laughs) i'm not gonna do that but i can suspend reality for a second and and that's fine um because why not why not have fables and and fantasy and all that kind of stuff. Everything doesn't have to be, you know, real 
you know, real life. Every, we, we're in real life every day. Sometimes mm-hmm. the, 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 the key thing about movies is, um, or, uh, is that we can use movies to go escape. away. Escape. Yep. Escapism. You know, James Brown was singing about that back in the day. Escapism. That's what they're looking for. Right? So if we use that and use it for what it's worth, okay. But don't make a whole bunch of rules and then break them and then say, turn your mind off. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say you suck. And <laughs> and I saw that. And yeah, you know, yeah. So, yeah. And it's like the, it's like the, the first few Fast and Furious movies. They were easy mm-hmm. to follow. Right, because it was a very, because it, it was like very simple. Bunch of mm-hmm. people, bunch of you know, like a crew of people, street racing, and they're and they're also thieves. Now on is now all of a sudden they're working for the government. They have all you know they have all these other skills, archetypes, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And you know I'm glad they developed them for the most part. But the stuff that they were able to do, I'm like these people are cartoons now. They're straight up cartoons. <laughs> they even, they yeah. even they even pointed out in the last movie, Tyrese was like, "Did you guys ever notice that we've done this, that, and the third, and we're still alive? How yeah. are we? You know, yeah. right. they, just, they, they just I mean, dust it off. They're like, no, Ludacris is like, man, we're just lucky when you were just talking about that at the beginning of the film. How are you not dead? And they never bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know what they did with the last one. I haven't seen it. Um, oh man, okay. So I know you hate spoilers. I just, I just spoiled something for you. My bad. No, 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 that's 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 fine. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I, I I really I look. I think that the Fast and Furious series got really good about five, right? Mm-hmm. When they brought The Rock in, um, or Dwayne Johnson, whatever he wants to be called. Um, when they brought him in, it took it to another level. You're right. It became you know every movie i'd say well they can't do anything worse than that you know what i'm saying and then there's you know driving cars across buildings out running out of the you know and hopping buildings and kind of well wow and they're using planes right yeah of course it gets kind of ridiculous but at the same time it's really cool to see right Right. so we know we know that you should never do this in the car and you never will do this in the car right Right. But that's the fantasy of it. So I can give you a pass on that one. Right. What I'm not going to give you a pass on is the humanistic side to it. And I think that's what grounds the Fast and Furious movies mm-hmm. um, in particular. I think that's the reason why Marvel has had so much success as well. Is, is there's, a, there's the sensationalism about it. And then there's the human story that you yeah. have to tell as well. Mm-hmm. If you do that properly, right? Um I'll give you a pass on what I know that physics won't allow. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. In this universe. So, yeah. Right. So my other question to, uh, to that is um, when it comes to cutting, tra- when it comes to cutting trailers, one of my, one of my biggest pet peeves nowadays is the fact that it seems like they're telling us too much of the movie within the trailer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get, We'll get a te- we'll we'll get a set time for a teaser, like in a commercial. They're like, oh, a teaser for the next Spider-Man film, or a teaser for the next uh for the next whatever, right? All within the same week, right? Mm-hmm. And the next and next thing you know, within almost two minutes, we pretty much get a beginning, middle, and end. And I'm like, hold on, don't you think don't you think you want to keep some things to the imagination? Right, right, right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like. Yeah. I- 
like to me, a trailer should not be two minutes long, almost three right. minutes long. You know? Well, it's just, right. So how okay. do you so so how do you as a as a student of as a student of film and someone who is someone who's heavily heavily involved in making these films, how do you avoid how do you avoid that? Have you ever noticed that yourself? Well, I made a three minute trailer, so now I feel offended. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not offended. <clears throat> Excuse me, but there's the arts making trailers. Mm-hmm. One of the things that uh, uh, the Duchess said, um, with it with it being starting off with with was with prostitution, is she probably saw that in the trailer, right? Mm-hmm. And she says it starts off with that, right? Right. But it doesn't. So when she asked the question and said it, I have to say it doesn't. But see, one of the biggest things that people forget when making trailers is misdirection. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you parts of the story, but I'm assimilating mm-hmm. it in parts to give you one idea what the movie is mm-hmm. and the idea that you want to go see. But yet, when you actually watch the film, I haven't told you anything and I probably sent you off. You know what I'm saying? Sort mm-hmm. of, right? But yeah. sent you off in a way that's good that you enjoy and you forget the trailer so that's it's it's a it's a very intricate line um you should never give away the plot of the film in in a trailer and you should also be trying to send people off slightly not making them into a better movie with the trailer the movie should be better than the trailer right right but um at the same time the movie should not tell you what the film is about it should actually send you in a different direction so that when you watch the film, you still have some sort of satisfaction out of doing that. So, yeah. That's true. Well, we're going to actually go to a commercial break and then we get back. We're going to come in with some other things that you got coming up with. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All righty. Gotcha. Let's do it. <laughs> Peace, family. This is your boy, Dr. Garfield Bright from the R&B group Shy. Listen. I'm just here to tell you that you are not rocking with the best unless you're rocking with the Who They Want podcast, period, right? Any content revolving around entertainment, you got to pull up. This is your go-to place, Who They Want. And if you really, really need to gain access and you're serious, you need to download the Everything Entertainment Expo app. And after you do that, you need to sign up on the block, right? Let's go into motion. Let's make it happen. Let's be about it, all right? Talk to y'all soon. I'm saying salute. Garfield from the group Shot signing off. This amazing podcast is sponsored by Care Time Scrubs. Nurse owned and operated, providing scrubs to essential workers and workers who feel more comfortable with scrubs. You can purchase yours, yes, yours, at www.caretimescrubs.com. That's www dot care t-y-m-e scrubs.com can't wait for your order Mwah. hey i'm alistair boxhill and i'm both passionate and committed to helping you win through understanding the power of credit and your own financial literacy see financial literacy wasn't something that i was taught in school I had no idea what made up my personal credit score or what the proper credit utilization was or even what the impact of me not paying my bills on time would have on my credit scores. As a result, I suffered with bad credit 
for a very long time. I just couldn't get out of my own way. You know, I was never the person that didn't make money. I've always been a go-getter. But the lack of knowledge and the tools really had a huge impact on me. I'm definitely a testimony that you can overcome bad credit. I've personally had repossessions along with various collections accounts removed from my credit profile, which has allowed me to get my buying power back. Today I'm passionate about helping you to win and to overcome your bad credit and to take charge of your financial future. That bankruptcy, that repossession, those medical bills, those student loans, it does not have to define you. If you're ready for change and to take charge of your financial future, I'm ready to work with you. Connect with me on social media, on Instagram, Alistair Boxer, on Facebook, Alistair Boxer, or you can email me at alistairboxhillgmail.com for a free consultation. Looking forward to working with you. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, as we get back into segue number two on this incredible interview. So let's dive back in. Yes, yes. So, and um, if I, yeah. okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was Gonzo. He was up on the show with us, blessing us. <laughs> and everything. So, um, yeah, we got to get a drop from you. You mind doing a drop for us for the podcast? Yeah, that'll work. Yeah, we can we do, do, do it. We hot. It'd be real. Yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it sexy. We'll make it sexy. Let's go. Wait, look, you got that voice too. You know, I, so I can imagine. Um, <laughs> so, what about plays and stuff? Um, are you gonna um, Are you gonna be doing any plays anytime soon? Like um, maybe off Broadway somewhere? Plays are the um, the realest form of what we do, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do, what I do is bullshit. Oops, my bad. I I mean, to bull stuff, bull crap. There you go. Um, because when you do a play, um, honestly, you have to know the script forwards and backwards. You're doing it every night. There are no take twos. You can't mess up. And if you do, you have to figure out a way to, to, uh, fix it on stage right now in front of our audience. And you get, uh, immediate feedback, right? That is, if I if I ever tell uh, you know if, if any actors ever want any um, any kind of um, advice, I say you know instead of just going to acting classes, which some of them are good, some of them are scams, um, just go do a play, man, because you're gonna you're gonna figure it out. They're gonna make you figure it out. You know what I mean? What we do is we may do a couple of pages a day. We have like unlimited amount of takes, you know what I'm saying? We get it down, but it's kind of, like I said, it's bull crap when it comes to, to what we do, although it's more money and it's more sustainability, right? So I don't know because of the fact that it just really takes up so much more of your time. I mean, you have to rehearse for months and then you have to mount the play. And then if it's good, then you're mounting it again and you're going across the country mounting it and all that stuff. When that's done, the money's done, right? Or right. I, mean, I guess you could you could probably record it and sell DVDs, but that's not what it is. When, when I did this movie in 08 and I'm still making money off of it. I like yeah. that much better. Yeah. 
I've been making money ever since off this movie, so I like that much better. Once you put these th- these things out there in the universe, man, um, you never know how long you can you can eat off this for the rest of your life. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. It'd be nice to do a play though, but so if you were to do one, would it mm-hmm. be okay? Would it be one that you? uh wrote yourself one that's been done before just do you know you just do it with your directorial style or would you like to um have something that you've already filmed adapted into a play because they're doing that more and more now good question good question i doubt if i would redo something that i've done in a film so that leaves the other two, right? And it depends on <laughs> where the money is, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all about but, their money. Yeah, if I was going to do it, it would be something that, if I was going to produce it, it would be something that I wrote. But if they gave me a, a really nice bag um, mm. and I really gravitated to, now see, don't, don't, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, it's everything's for hire. It would have mm. to be something that I, some material that I really gravitate to. Mm-hmm. then they would have to put the bag on top of it to take mm-hmm. up that much of my time. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, if, if, if they had the right stuff that I really would want to do, or probably would try to get them to do as a movie. And they say, no, we want to do it as a play, but we have, you know, you know, a few figures for you. Yeah. I'll probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so but it, it couldn't be something that I it wouldn't be just a nice bag and something that I didn't believe in. Um, right, right, right. No, I wouldn't do that. Hmm. Okay, so now now let, let's talk about uh, like what is some of the advice that you would give like young actors or young film the um young people trying to get into the the um film filming and directing and everything. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, you can spend years in school. You can spend, you can spend whatever, you know what I'm saying, talking about it. Mm-hmm. Do it, you know what I'm saying? And don't worry about the back. Like the first, the first, the first six films, I did three I got paid for, I got three I didn't get paid for, right? Um, but what I got out of it is experience. What I got mm-hmm. out of it was a chance to work out, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying, to hone my craft to you know do everything that was necessary to prepare me to do my own stuff right mm-hmm. same thing with actors um filmmakers anything do it but you know my biggest i was talking to some filmmakers um in one of my rooms on clubhouse of which you can find me at king b the great at king b the great on clubhouse mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um we we uh i tell them do a five minute piece Mm-hmm. You know, they they everybody wants to do a feature. Everybody wants to do, you know, something big, and you know they want to spend a million dollar movie or whatever. First of all, there's two things you need to do. You need to realize um, that this is a business. So mm-hmm. if you're going to get investors, if you're going to get, um, if you're going to spend money, try to spend money that you are pretty certain that you can get back. First of all, right. mm-hmm. um, so don't don't go for the. 20 million dollar picture if you don't mm-hmm. know that you can make 40 million dollars off of it right go for right. The 10, ten thousand, and then you make 40 grand and you right. look like a superstar right 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 so right. do that but before you do any of that you must well you don't have to you can start there 
But when you do the five minute short, the 10 minute short, whatever it is, you get a chance to go through the process and learn what you don't know. You mm-hmm. learn the questions that you don't know to ask. And I guarantee you there are questions that you don't know to ask. Right. And you figure it out. And then once you've got that down, then you move on to do some features and, and get your name out there. Wow. Now, in your, you said like in your own personal experience with the business side. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Cause you know, I know a lot, a lot of people say, you know, um, of like the best experiences, the best teachers experience and stuff, but mm-hmm. you find a lot of people, especially um, these young entertainers or young um, performers, writers, so be it, whatever it is you are, that don't take care or learn the business part, mm. get the correct bag that you're supposed to get. Yeah. You know, so wouldn't you think that some type of courses will help with that? Um, so they can know like what percentage they're supposed to get for doing this, ex- you know, a certain, you know, job or like, or in your case, what was the, like, you know, how did you, you know, build your, um, become business savvy in this, uh, in what you do? I mean, by doing it, you know, um, Honestly, I don't know if there's a class for that, right? Because we're in a unique business, right? Mm-hmm. There are some jobs that you're going to get paid for. There's some jobs you're not going to get paid for. Uh, if you get in a union, they're going to have a scale. Um, and if you are a star, you're going to make such, such and such money. And no one else is not going to make that such and such money. You know, Denzel, I'm not, look, I'm I'm a great actor, right? I feel like mm-hmm. I'm as good as Denzel, right? But if right. I go on, if I go on a set with Denzel, he's going to make the $20 million and I'm not, you know what I'm saying? So it's not, it's not, it's, it's it, I don't know if there's a class for that. Right. Mm. Um, but you know, there are certain little, you know, little rules, little mm-hmm. SAG rules and, and things of that nature that you can learn, but you'll learn that being a part of SAG. Right. Um, mm. I don't know if there's, you know, uh, a class for that. And in, in terms of being like, the producer and, and stuff like that there are some things that you need to learn right but is that that's probably one class you know what i mean so it's not like a university can be set up off of that type of thing um there are some intricate things like you know sync licenses and blah 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 and what you should get when you're dealing with a distributor but again these are contracts that are made and you can make any contract you want mm-hmm. so there's flexibility in it right mm-hmm. it's not just mm-hmm. like you know going to a factory job and this is you know we start you out at eight you know or 10 or 15 and it goes up by whatever it, it's there's so many variables in, in how people get paid right, uh, right. In this business you know what i mean and, and the biggest variable is this learn this ladies and gentlemen the only thing that hollywood cares about is putting butts in seats or eyes mm-hmm. in front of a, a film right if you can do that you can make more money if you can't do that you won't make more money and it doesn't matter about how talented you are it's about do you have the ability to put butts in seats right 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 so once you learn that then then you're you're on your way and speaking of classes like because because of you know because of the internet and because there are so many different avenues now besides just mm-hmm. say going to film school or even going or even going to you know college you know college courses you do you do, do things like skillshare or these internet master classes mm-hmm. that are taught by industry professionals i i, I myself um went to uh went to broadcasting school 
and I was being taught by not by not by teachers, but people that were that were in the business who were volunteering mm -hmm. their time to help us develop our craft. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So there are so many different there's so many different avenues you you know you can take. I think it all depends on like what you're comfortable with doing. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. and it's just the like if I if I knew I had that that um if I if I if, if I knew I had that option after high school instead of like you know instead of year instead of years later and then going to community college and then figuring stuff out, right, I probably right. I probably would have took that option. You know what I mean? Right. Right. But that wasn't given to me because no one around me knew about okay. it. Right, right. You know, and I think that's the one of the biggest things, right? To make people aware of what what this really is. You know what I mean? Everybody thinks that there's two jobs in film, right? There's the director and then there's the actor. That's all they care about, right? No one thinks about the director of photography. No one thinks about the grip, right? You know, the electrician, right? The the the, the construction, constructing it. No one thinks about. I mean, some people do, but no one thinks about, you know, there's makeup and hair mm -hmm. and all that mm -hmm. stuff on the set, right? Well, they're, they're not thinking stuff. about, there's like a hundred jobs in film, right? Mm -hmm. At least. So, I mean, everyone <clears throat> doesn't have to be a director. Everyone doesn't have to be a, a superstar actor. You can yeah. make millions of dollars, you know what I'm saying, what I'm being an integral part of a crew. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Depending on, you know, how how in demand you are if you're if you're a dp that's in demand and can charge you know whatever you want and they still want you you can make you know you probably won't make as much as denzel but you can make some money right so right. come on man we gotta we, we gotta educate people that there are so many you know different things happening on a set in which they'll never get an interview like this right but they're still are important and you can still make money and you can still have your anonymity because one of the crazy things about being in this position is we we compete to get ourselves out there right mm -hmm. then we get ourselves out there and it's like oh crap i can't walk down the street anymore you know what i mean mm. you know obama was talking about the fact that he used to like to get out and walk he can't do that anymore nope <laughs> for the rest imagine? of his life that's over with you know yeah. for the rest of his life is over with you can right. forget about how long he's in the white house for the rest of his life like, that's yeah. over with you know what i'm right. saying so you know people give up some stuff to be what it is and sometimes it's not all it's cracked up to be you know what i'm saying yeah. so right. I, I i struggle with that myself like you know i'm you know i gotta get my stuff out there because it's gotta it's gotta get out there to make money but then what am i giving up you know, and that's the reason why I haven't pressed the gas as fast as I could have, because um, I don't know that I want to give up all of that. You know what I'm saying? Fair. I don't know. Fair. Yeah. So um, let me ask you this. If you are you interested in doing any type of biopic on anyone? Um, not really. Rather it be filming, just filming and directing and writing or acting. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't act in it. I probably would direct one. Mm -hmm. But I honestly and I'm on ooh, I'm gonna I'm gonna but I'm I'm a straight shooter, like even on my, my podcast or whatever, I just say what I gotta say. Uh if anything, I'd like to do that Tupac movie over again because um yeah, no, Man. that wasn't it. 
<laughs> man, I I wanted to see it when you know I was following it up until it came out, and then all those reviews and and people just tearing it yeah. apart it took me away from wanting to go see it. And then I saw mm-hmm. clips, and I'm like, man, mm. yeah. it, it, no, that's <laughs> no. I'm usually, I'm a straight shooter, right? Okay. And so I I went to go see it. And I know what everybody was talking about, and I still tried to get more people to go see it because what I knew was going to happen was if that movie does terrible, mm. biopics will stop. Right, right. In, in in the theater, right? I mean, they still have them on Lifetime, you know, stuff like that. But in the theater, it was going to stop. And what happened? It stopped. You know what I'm saying? They were getting ready to do um, the Death Row story and all these other biopics was coming right after it, and it stopped because... One thing about it is when you have a movie done by F. Gary Gray, a real director, um, and it's called NW, you know, uh, straight out of confidence about NWA, it right. makes over a hundred million dollars. Yes, they're gonna do another one, right? But mm-hmm. arguably, Tupac is a bigger figure than NWA, right? right? Of course, so you take a bigger figure, a more loved figure, a more known figure, and you tank mm-hmm. that, you yeah. tank it. That was crazy, they're, they're not doing it again. Yeah, you put 50 yeah. million out there and you lose that, they're not doing it again. And I knew that. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wanted people to still go see it and give it a chance because that's a chance for um mm-hmm. for the biopics to continue. But the truth of the matter is that film was horribly done, and it was horribly done because you have too much going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. I'm one that says a producer should produce and a director should direct. Mm-hmm. And you have a first-time director, film director. I don't care how many music videos you do. It's not the same as doing a, a, a film, right. a feature-length film. It's just not. Mm-hmm. You are not a feature-length filmmaker just because you're a director. Now, here's the thing. F. Gary Gray started out as a video director. So mm-hmm. it can be done, right? Mm-hmm. But you have to be able to do it. I think the one of the most beautiful movies ever shot was Belly. So when you yeah. guys was playing at that, that that little acapella, I felt like, okay, we're gonna go to Belly, like you know what I'm saying? In the <laughs> like, what up? Um, and it was a beautiful movie. That was, you know, it was a beautiful movie. Mm-hmm. The acting sucked in many places. The story was weak. The dialogue was atrocious. And I'm gonna be honest with you. You now you can say I'm being judgmental, but if you actually do like I do and, and listen to the director's commentary back when they had the DVDs. Mm. Uh, Hype Williams said some of the same things, right? Mm. And that's why we haven't seen Hype on another film. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you got to understand that it's not just the way it looks. There's so many other ways to mess this thing up. Mm -hmm. And the killer part of when you're a video director, they've already done the music for you. They've Mm. done all the audio for you. You know, most of the time, unless you do some skits or something in there, the audio is done for you. And all you have to worry about is the visuals. So that's why you have these beautiful visuals and there's so many other layers up under there that you ain't used to working with. So yeah. I always yeah. cringe when I hear of like another biopic come up. Because biopics to me has not been the same, oh gosh, since Chris Tucker did Michael Jackson. Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh my god. I've never seen that. I've only Lord, seen that I don't know. Was it really, was it really that bad? No, you talk about the flex Alexander no, Yeah, with flex, flex Alexander it. one. Oh, wait, wait, no, yeah, that's with... a flex. Yes, flex. I'm yeah, sorry. That one, yeah. that one. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Not, not, not Chris Tucker. I'm sorry, flex. Yeah. Well, he did it. I don't know. Like, 
like who? Like, oh, was that really supposed to be a comedy or something? I I don't know. They need to quit trying know. to. They just scrutinize them even worse. One lifetime tried to do another biopic of them with the Neverland <laughs> story. Leave them alone, because after that 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 Flex Alexander one, I was it's like, been oh. downhill ever since. <laughs> Yeah, did anybody yeah. did anybody see the unauthorized Aaliyah one that was on? Uh, that one was horrible too. Time? See what I'm saying? That, that, that angered the entire family. That, that angered the entire family. Kimball and Missy, they was all upset because of the characters they had. I mean, I really didn't think the girl who played Aaliyah was, but like I said, I always cringe when I now Jennifer Hudson. She took me out of that cringe because she did an excellent job with Aretha, you know, and you had to do you know and stuff. But here we had. She Jennifer, she was an she's an actor and she has an amazing voice. So and she was actually tapped by uh Aretha to do it. Right. Oh, exactly. Really? Okay. Right. That was right. her choice. That was her choice. choice. That was Aretha's yeah. choice. Yeah. Right. And... She seemed right through that. And and that was that was a good choice. She did, but these other biopics, because they was talking, somebody mentioned something about they was doing a biopic with Prince and Cat Williams supposed to be playing Prince. I'm like, where are they getting this from? Yeah, <laughs> you can imagine that, that though. I can understand for the size, but damn it! <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, Did that one ever come out? Who? There was supposed to be a Richard Pryor bio biopic star. That was teasers. Oh. They've been teasers. There's never been no final formation of it. Really? No, they haven't done it yet. Yeah, yeah but Cat Williams as Prince. I just, I can't. I, I'm like that. That's like. If I had to vote though. I would pick Dave Chappelle. Just <laughs> as Prince. Did you see that skit? Did you see the skit? No, that's a skit. No, that's a skit. That's a comedy. No, no, no. The physical features, I can actually see Cat Williams physically doing it because he's small and petite, but it won't be nothing but jokes. Like, how would you take that serious? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I mean, they'd have to to do something with, you know, and then they have the technology to make you look younger. Um, Yeah, true. And 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 just a sidebar, I think Jamie Foxx and them are finally moving forward on the Mike Tyson um, oh. pick as well. I believe so. Um, so here's the thing with that, right? I use a lot of comedians in my films, and we haven't done a straight up comedy yet. They have the brilliance of having the quick timing that you have to have to be on stand up on stage, and you know they have their minds are really sharp and quick. Mm. They can be very useful. In doing um, uh, 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 um, dramatic acting, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think you guys are being a little bit harsh. There have been a few yeah. of them that's good. Let's think oh, yeah. about this, though. Let's think about this. When Jamie Foxx was running around with Wanda, you never thought that he was going to be an Oscar winner. Right. Ray, that's true. Right? You that's never true. saw Ray coming. Right, right, right. and he that's killed true. that. He killed it, right? He killed it. Mm-hmm. So Ray, I, mean, I absolutely love Ray. Yeah, yeah. So it. I mean, it could be done. It literally can be done, and I think Cat actually would probably be the one to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he could do it. I think he could do like I think he could do you know like a, dr- a drama. Like it, yeah. it's really I like I give. I, I give every biopic that, that I've seen outside of outside of a few, a, you know, a chance. Like I love that Chadwick Boseman and get and get on up as, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and no, 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 not that, that that was a little, you know, one and thing. I like, I did, and, and, and I rock with Chadwick, but that wasn't the right one. No. I think that what I didn't expect from that whole movie was the fourth wall breaking. I'm like, what, 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 what? That was a story, storytelling choice. I get that, but 
really was it necessary? You know, yeah, but I didn't see, I didn't see, I didn't see, I didn't see James Brown. Yeah. There. Yeah. You feel me? So mm-hmm. when 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 we talk about again straight out of Compton, I almost mm-hmm. forgot that them guys was actors, right? You know what I'm saying? It almost oh, yeah. felt like NWA. I'm gonna tell you another one, and this was a TV one that smashed it out the park. <laughs> that new edition one. Come yeah. on. Were were yeah. yeah. To me, come on. Yes. Man. And that and and that was a full that was a full docu series. Yes, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. gave it that gave it a chance to breathe. We mm-hmm. got to see different yeah. layers and and you know and and different sides and different sides of 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 them growing up. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. those, guys, yeah, they did it. They did it. That no. that that is one of the quintessential ones. Like that's probably the best one that's been on TV. Oh, honestly. Yeah. You know, yeah. and there's been a couple of other ones. So it, with anything, it's a hit or miss, right? Yeah. And it depends on who you have working on these projects. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just have anybody doing these things and you think it's going to work simply because mm-hmm. of who you're covering. Mm-hmm. That's not how this thing works. You have to have filmmakers. There's a language that filmmakers speak. And the only way you're going to learn that language is by immersing yourself in film. Yeah. Period. I think it also has a lot to do with because if you look at what we just went down, we talked about straight out of Compton, the new edition story, and even a Bobby Brown story. All of the people um, who was depicted in the films, well, in the biopics, they was there on set every day with them characters. You get what I'm saying? And I think that really plays a big part of it as well and stuff because um i mean the only ones who wasn't there is like um like on a straight out of compton you know easy because he passed away and right. stuff but you know they was there on a set every day they, they they actually even with new edition and by Brown, they handpicked who they wanted to play mm-hmm. them as far as like they was there taking you know um you know taking uh, participating in an audition part and everything so that takes it but, but unfortunately you can't do that with everybody because michael jackson he's no longer living you know right. Prince, he's no longer living so ray has passed by the time right. that, you know exactly yeah. exactly yeah. exactly so you know but that's about, important that's yeah important. it is yeah what about uh what about documentaries you ever thought about trying and uh, trying to do one of those that's what mental is supposed to be, mm-hmm. but we're we're redefining it because honestly, documentaries don't do as well as dramatic movies um, mm-hmm. do, um, scripted movies in, in that in that in that like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and if I mean, first off, I want to help people, and that's the reason why I'm doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Because I can always do another gangster movie if I just want to make some bread, right? right so right. this is really just to help other people. Mm-hmm. But then you have to think about. Um, in trying to help people, if people don't see it, then you're not helping anyone, right? So right, right, right. we're we're retooling it so it's kind of like a documentary, but it's really not something different. It's gonna be something different than than just that. I don't know if I want to do a pure documentary. That's fine. Um mm-hmm. I like I like watching them. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know if I like doing them. You know no, no, that makes sense, so, yeah. you know. Makes sense. I just wanted to cover all wanted to cover all the bases because we kind of went down different film genres here and just yeah. alone. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and I have a uh, I have a, a mental a mental health uh, centered podcast. So it's it's okay. called A for Able. A little shameless plug there. But as soon as you know, but as soon as you said it was about mental health, I'm like, look, if you need me to help, you know, promote or you need us to help promote me and promote it, we got you, dude. Definitely. Um, 
make you know? sure you make sure my info is passed. You feel me? So I'm trying to get everybody I can to work on this because it's, it's something that affects all of us, even if we don't think it does. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's oh, not just it's not just us, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to go to work with somebody. You got to live yeah. with somebody. You got to do this with somebody. And and, mm-hmm. and and there's some people around here with some serious issues mm-hmm. that may affect you in a minute if we don't do something about it. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Especially our young people. We got to start with them too because it's like, hey, hey, for real, for real though. Like everybody keeps talking about like how Chicago, you know, these young cats is out here doing what they're doing, right? But no one has realized that when there's a Columbine, um, you know, they send mental health professionals there immediately, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Some of these kids are dealing with a Columbine every week. Every week. Mm-hmm. On the streets. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They're losing people like Columbine every week mm-hmm. on the streets. Mm-hmm. And ain't nobody talking about that. They give you liquor stores and they give you churches and that's it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with liquor and moderation. There's nothing wrong with church if that's your religion. Mm-hmm. But there's some other things going on that need to be addressed mm-hmm. and you're not addressing them through both either one of those channels. So why don't we get some mental health professionals in there in these hoods instead of talking about them but actually getting in there and, and, and helping them out of the situations because they're going through PSD. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I um, totally agree. I have brought that up. I even think mental health, um, they should have mental health courses starting in our schools as early as maybe junior high school and yeah. stuff, you know, because right. it's, it's just a little full of craziness going on in the world and stuff. These kids, they need that. Yeah, they're going through PTSD and, and no one mm-hmm. is saying anything about it. They're saying just, yeah. you know, that's what it is. Suck it up. Keep moving. And that's not how you deal with those type of issues. It's that old world. It's that old world thinking that we're still we're yeah. still fighting. It's that it's fear. It's the yeah. fact that we you know that especially coming from the the African the African American scope, we're still in that mindset of we don't want people thinking that we're crazy or insert your adjective here. Yeah. It's it's yeah. just a you know like. I, I'll tell you straight up. I go. To, I go to therapy every week, and Good. sometimes. And sometimes it's not even. Ju- it's not even just for something that I'm that I'm sad about. Sometimes I go to. Th- I go to therapy with the happiest. Like, yo, we interviewed so and so last week. My like, God, this is awesome. Or, oh man, I, I just. You know, I just booked my booked a new client. That is great. Oh, look what my, look what my friends are doing. Everybody in their family is happy. You know, I just want to shout it out to the world. So I give it to my. So I give it to my to my doctor who is a. You know who doesn't know me outside of the office you know mm-hmm. it's not and, and, I, and i know they're not going to put my business out there in the street so right, right. you know and it and it just helps to have to have that and i know that there's different types of you know there's different types of therapy not everything's going to work for everyone mm-hmm. so i don't just say oh just do a one-on-one session with this person or that no 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 whatever works for you works for you you know right right because what it is is mental health like we we understand we understand physical we don't have to say these things when it comes to physical like you break your leg you're not going to have the same treatment as if you are having uh an aneurysm right you know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, we right. we automatically get that right mm-hmm. okay you you have um asthma you're not going to take the same medication for blood clots you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying we get that but we think okay mental health just crazy you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and y'all right, just pick right. whatever. Take the pills. Go to the no. It, it, it's 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 different things need different um, diagnosis first and different treatments. And it's okay to do that. I mean, going to therapy for many 
is what we all do um, when we have someone that we can trust that we can outlet. You know what I'm saying? I spend so much time with some of my friends sometimes just sitting there listening. Okay. And they they need to just yell and scream and and go on their soapbox. And I'm there to to stand in that gap because they're not going to go to therapy. You know what I mean? And I know what they need to do is actually just get that out. What is, excuse me, whether it's good, bad, indifferent, ugly, whatever, they need to get it out. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that helps us release. It's just like when you have, just imagine if you never went to the bathroom in your entire life. <laughs> just think of how many toxins and things you'd have in your body. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's the same thing with the mind. If you have all these toxic things in your brain and it never comes out, mm-hmm. how toxic is your brain going to be? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. How, how toxic is your mind going to be? How, how toxic are your behaviors going to be? So when people say, oh, you go to therapy, ooh, what's wrong with you? No, you're going to therapy, and that's actually letting you release. Yes. And you may be more mentally sound than the person that's not going to therapy. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So that's what one of the things that we're going to address in this film, you know what I'm saying, and um, trying to erase the stigma and get people to actually understand just like they understand physical ailments they need to understand mental ailments and understand that this is the central this this is the central command center of your body and you're gonna neglect it Mm. no right Right. no 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 that's that's backwards well king b we want to thank you so much for coming on with us tonight and giving us your time uh, yeah, yeah. Too bad. Too bad we had some technical difficulties, but I was oh, I was trying bad. to say hello. Yeah. <laughs> this ha- you know, this happens. It happens. You gotta yeah. expect that sometimes, but we got through it. You know? There we right. go. There we right. Go. There we go. And Persevere. where else everybody can find you at? What's your IG page? Are you on Instagram? Mm, I'm no? at King B the Great on Instagram, I believe. Okay. And the.indycity.com which is what or d.indycity on Instagram which is my um online store that I got indycity.com uh rawfusion.net that's where you can find my podcast mm-hmm. and um yeah I'm around and where you can they send donations in for um the mental health movie gofundme.com slash mental the movie mm-hmm. yeah gofundme.com slash mental the movie and uh yeah let's get this money so we can do this thing because it's going to help a lot of people awesome. well hopefully when you come back the next time um you're going to be getting some type of oscar for this <laughs> and everything oh, we I don't, gonna, well, we let me tell you something this exists. movie right here this movie mm-hmm. right here i don't care about oscars i don't care about putting my I, this it's all about the people the right people. i don't care I about the, it's not about none of that mm-hmm. like most of my movies i'm gonna be honest with you I've been keeping, I've got five of them. I just now started releasing them on streaming platforms because mm-hmm. I've been keeping them because that's mine, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to, if 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 selling this movie to whoever, Universal, Warner Brothers, whatever, gets it to the most people, it's out of here. Because the only, the thing that I'm doing this for is to help people. And I want as many right. eyes on it. As, so it ain't no eyes on me. I don't even think I'm going to be in this film. It, it's all eyes on the project. Uh, well, the project that we're trying to do and trying to help other people. Much respect, brother. Much respect. Awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing it and hearing about it and um, keep our eye out for it from when it come out. And thank you so much. 
Thank you. Um, and everything. Um, I wish the best and stuff. And you know, we're gonna um, follow you on Instagram and stuff, so we can keep checking you out and everything. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And, well, y'all can, y'all can, y'all know the hookup. Y'all can hit me on Facebook because, of course, honestly, I be on Instagram so sporadically. I'm not one of those guys that got to take a picture of myself everywhere I go. I don't do that. Okay. I'm the same way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No Amen. problem. Well, thank yeah. you so much, and many blessings to you. Same to you guys. I appreciate y'all. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. You have a great evening. Great night. You too. <laughs> right. Oh, that was so dope. So dope. Very dope. Oh, wow. Yes. Great interview. So what we got coming up? Real quick. Um, tomorrow, what are we doing tomorrow, Tash? What's, what's your game no, plan? What's your ankle on Thursday? Tomorrow, Thursday. Tomorrow, what are we doing? We're going. Are we going? Yes, Come on now, because you got me still on vacation mode here. So no, are we, we going? Get vacation mode, hon. <laughs> got to get off of that. Come on out. First um, of all, yeah. uh, it's work vacation. If Kyle can get away with it, <laughs> <laughs> it's a work. It's a work vacation. That's why I brought my gear. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely inside voices. We got Kim Love. Kimmy Love. Big sis will be here as a special guest host with us tomorrow. Right, so I'll get that flyer thing. She'll be back on Friday too as a special guest host. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be dope. And that's that. So we got, you know, some good stuff coming up. You know, hopefully inside mm-hmm. voices where a couple of people, I believe that's gonna be calling in tomorrow and stuff. You know, Raleigh Keegan on here, he just monopolized the whole thing. <laughs> oh. Okay. But he's officially he's our official inside misfit. So <laughs> official, mm-hmm. official. So that's that though. All right then. Well, um, right. ladies and gentlemen, um, Kyle, got any projects coming up you want to announce real quick before we check Man, out? And right now I'm just getting ready. I'm I'm getting ready for next I'm getting ready for next year. I'm taking small taking mm-hmm. a small break as far as the A for Able stuff, trying to set up more interviews. Trying mm-hmm. to get rid of this cold first, but trying to set up more interviews mm-hmm. for, um, you know, for uh, 2022. And as far as uh, as far as on the brain, it's whatever it's whatever sparks my brain. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, <clears throat> so, at, you know, so at this point, you know, whatever you guys go, got going on with your creative endeavors, you know, hope you for the best, you know, best for that. Anybody out there listening? I hope you got, you know, because he was dropping some real the last he few really was. people. That we have that we have interviewed in the past two days have just mm-hmm. been dropping some real gems, and yes. I, you know, future future filmmakers or scriptwriters or play or playwrights or any creatives in general, all y'all, all of us can can pick you know pick apart this you know this interview mm-hmm. and get something right. great out of it. So uh, exactly. big ups to our you know big ups to our guests and hopefully we get to, you know we get to see them again soon and know that you that you matter and your mental health matters. We have to- and that was affirmations from Cali, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, well the owner of the ninety two Pinto. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> you left your lights on. I don't know if that was a disclaimer. I want to drop that. Anybody feel like that guy should have, uh, my man King should have said, All State are in good hands before he left? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to all the baritone podcasters out the there. Baritone, he got that voice. He definitely got that voice. Absolutely. I think it would be cool if him and um, 
Ralph A could have been on together. That would have been something. Right? Like, I wonder if this conversation would have been like, maybe we should try to arrange that in the future. Just to see what the conversation would be like. We'll make it happen, of course. Yes, yes. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, um, who they want will be back live tomorrow at 8.15 p.m. Same time, same place um, for Inside Voices. And y'all be safe. Stay blessed. We're done. Peace.